Here it is, the show uh, with Pat and Stu. And, uh, and you, great to have you with us. Uh, thanks for being here. We still have uh, all kinds of things to talk about. I can't think of any of them right now off the top of my head, but I, I know there's a bunch. <laughs> Actually, our governor uh, of the great state of Texas, Greg Abbott, has declared uh, Joe Biden in violation of the U.S. Constitution over the southern border, which is good because um, he's planning to take action at the border that the federal government just won't do. There, he's actually talking about building the wall, um, but by doing that, you know, with state seconds. funds rather than federal government funds because the federal government's not doing their job. And so he has declared it an invasion, which allows then states to take over and handle the border border themselves because the federal government isn't doing it. That'll be interesting. I, mean, yeah, I know that they, this has not been treated well in the courts, these efforts right. in, yeah. in, in the past. I hope uh, this one is treated a little bit better. Yeah, hopefully it'll come before a judge that uh, Trump appointed and maybe there'll be some common sense involved. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We got that uh, coming up and much more on the radio show, which begins in just seconds. the southern border uh we'll get into that a lot is going on at the southern border uh that and much more coming up in one minute if you're pretty much like everybody else out there you probably like to just always be able to get into your car start the ignition and go about your merry way without ever having to worry about getting repairs unfortunately your car may have other plans and let's face it, you obviously have to, no idea when something bad is going to happen. CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. All you got to do is choose the mechanic to do the work, and CarShield administrators handle the rest. It's incredibly easy to do, and it'll save you so much hassle. You can also count on CarShield to help take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Lock up your price today. It'll never go up. CarShield has our backs when uh, our cars break down, and they can have yours, too. Get coverage. You need it. Go to carshield.com slash Beck or go uh, give them a call at 800-391-8888. Save 10% on your plan. It's carshield.com slash Beck or 800-391-8888 to save 10% with CarShield. So uh, this is what... um the Biden administration says about the U.S. border. The border, the border is secure. Okay. The border is secure. The border, the border is secure. Okay. 
That's Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, who is trying to sell us on the fact that the border is secure. Now, only 250,000 people breached it last month. Yeah. Uh, they came in contact with the border agents anyway, and that's about it's about three to one not coming in contact as come in contact. So what does that say about the actual numbers of people that cross the border? 750,000 in a month, perhaps? Give or take. Give or take. Yeah. And this so, all comes from a man whose last name sounds like a flavor, a brand of Greek yogurt. Yes. Doesn't it? Doesn't, it does. Couldn't you go uh-huh. by Mayorkas? I, I'd yogurt? like the Mayorkas. Yeah. yeah. Do you have phage or uh-huh. Mayorkas? <laughs> it just feels like one. It does. That's all I think about when I hear the guy's name is Greek yogurt. I don't know why. Uh, but it is, uh, I think it probably should be thinking more about the, the border. Because probably, he yeah. does not do a good job. No. This is, seems to be one of the top targets of Republicans. And it should be. Because... It, it's asinine what they're saying about the border. And that's why Governor Greg Abbott just sent a letter to President Joe Biden declaring Texas was escalating its border security efforts by invoking Article 1, uh, Section 10, Clause 3 of the U.S. Constitution, which enables states to protect their own border against invasion. And in this case, by the Mexican drug cartels. And uh, I'm sure the federal government will fight texas every step of the way but uh abbott has even said he's going to build a border wall a border wall like uh former president trump was talking about building on the southern border yeah i mean one of the things that was sort of lost in the election win with ron DeSantis doing so well in florida was how well republicans did in texas i mean mean, yeah Greg Abbott won by 12 points over Beto O'Rourke, a very well-funded opponent, even though obviously Beto is terrible in every way. Yeah, he still he, had a lot of money. Tons of money, lots of notoriety, mm-hmm. you know, big-time name recognition, incredibly favorable treatment from the local media oh, in every yeah. city in mm-hmm. Texas. Even in Texas, he and, gets great coverage. And still, Abbott blew him out. And, you know, it's interesting. You look at the those two uh, options, what do they have in common? Well, they took big stances on the border. Yeah. Both both DeSantis and Abbott both were sending migrants up to random places to, <laughs> right. to uh, make a statement. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the Arizona governor did that as well, but he was not running for, uh, for re-election. Uh, but he, you know, he won his last election by, I think, 14 points, uh, Ducey in, in Arizona. But in mm-hmm. both in Texas and Florida, big wins for Republicans. Big wins. People love the fact, I, I certainly do, that they are giving New York a taste of what it's like to be a border city. Yeah. New York City a taste, has a taste, taste, just a tiny little bite-sized taste, like the, the fun size candies you get at Halloween. <laughs> yeah, not even not even like the, the <laughs> snack size, but yeah, the fun this size. This fun size. It's little teeny, one bite, mm-hmm. and it's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had, what, 24,000 illegals sent their way, which is, you know, I mean, that's significant, but they're having a cow over it they can't handle it they're trying to get biden to declare an emergency for them because they're in such dire straits because a few thousand people have been sent their way i mean try to deal with what texas and arizona and california have dealt with for 40 years now uh and that's a border that is nowhere near secure and a border that brings across a lot of drugs and even some uh, some people on the terror watch list, which it was 98 uh, last month alone. 
98 people on the terror watch list crossed the border. Just the 98. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. I mean, it would take thousands in order to do any harm, right? No, wait. There were 18 on uh, 9-11. So, hmm. I guess maybe they could do some damage. I know the number is really far. It's the highest it's we've crazy. seen it. Yeah, I it's know. the highest they've ever encountered. And it, it used to be that, and it probably still is, where Democrats say, oh, that doesn't happen. No, nah, there's no terrorism coming across the southern border. Really? Okay. 98 in one month. It's, it's really amazing. Uh, and it's got to stop. And that's why uh, Governor Abbott is trying to take some measures in order to to. Calm it down a little bit. And, you know, um, Title 42 is about to end, too. The mm-hmm. uh, COVID restriction on border crossings. They're gonna, that's going to uh, transpire, expire, not transpire, but expire. Uh, is it December? I think it's, it's coming up here very shortly. And so they won't be able to keep people in Mexico due to COVID. That's over now. So it's going to get even worse. How ridiculous was that whole scenario? Mm-hmm. Where, okay, so the, the, the pandemic occurs. Of course, Mexico does basically nothing. They take almost no steps whatsoever at the beginning of this. And they were yeah. absolutely ravaged by COVID. I mean, they had, you know, they weren't even testing. Their, theirs was worse than ours, Much, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it's, you know, the official number is lower, but they were doing almost nothing to monitor it. Uh, so we don't we don't know how bad it actually got, but there were times where the entire country was testing positive at like twenty five percent. It was like insanely Jeez. high, and you know it's kind of what you'd expect in some ways of a of a country with a uh, inferior health system. Mm-hmm. And not to say that ours was a magical success here, but we you know had a, had had more luck than a lot of uh, Central and Southern America did. So the border was a pretty important part of keeping the virus under control you didn't want people crossing the the border without bringing the virus into the country especially if we got it under control and i guess you know at the time it was like okay well let's say we do all these restrictions and it works perfectly and covid goes away because everybody is masking up and 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 this is pre pre pre-vaccine but like you know masking up and and staying away from each other and social distancing and not going to work and not eating inside and all the things they wanted us to do well what happens when you leave the border wide open nothing it doesn't do us any good at all because then you have people bringing in the the virus anyway and Mm. we start this whole thing over and over again but the democrats never cared no about that in fact they they fought against the COVID restrictions on the border over and over again. And while they were making sure our teachers and our um, uh, first responders and all of these things were getting fired from their jobs because they didn't take the vaccine, they were not requiring the vaccine for illegal immigrants being allowed into the country. Yeah. Now, why on earth we actually do have a legitimate constitutional right to tell citizens of other countries if they're going to come into our country we can put all sorts of crazy restrictions on them oh because yeah. we are a sovereign nation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so you might not like you know uh, vaccine requirements as i do not like vaccine requirements but we absolutely have the right to put vaccine requirements on people visiting this country we do not have to let anybody in here if we don't want to we are a sovereign mm-hmm. nation now you might think that's a dumb idea which i would agree with you but like we have all sorts of vaccine requirements for people visiting the country way before covid was a thing yeah like we 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 want we don't want people bringing in you know uh, all sorts of different diseases 
uh, that are hot spots uh, all around the uh, around the world. We don't want people bringing them in here, so we require that, and that's totally our right as a country. But yet the Democrats were like, "No, nah, just let we got a pandemic going on. We're 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 ruining the lives of all of our citizens. Right. But if you want to come in here illegally, you don't have to get the vaccine. Don't worry about that at all. <laughs> just, just come on in. I just don't understand it. Well, because don't it's understand. Obviously, it. what they're saying is not true. Yeah, but they don't actually right. care they about don't. these things. They've got other things at play, and they've mm. been working these same agendas for a long time. But it is—it's—it's it's really weird to watch it play out in real time because they don't even try to square the circle. They don't try to to close the loop here. They don't try to make any of this make sense. <laughs> no, know? they really they don't. don't. They really don't. Did you get the? Did you get the boosters? Uh, I got a booster. Oh, you did uh, so uh, last up year. Up to three. Up to three no, shots. Two. Okay, so you got the. I got fully two. vaxxed. Yes. And, and I got one booster and before, one booster. before the uh, Omicron thing. And I will say, hey, look, you know, okay. look, I don't, I, I literally don't care if you get your vaccine at all. <laughs> I don't care what you do with your life. I don't care what medicine yeah. you take, whether, and you shouldn't care if I do. Um, I, no one, no one cares. And my, you know, I, I don't, there's no reason to talk about this. People have made their mind up or they've already had it at this point. I mean, we're, we're yeah. so far beyond the point where this makes any point to talk about. Um, but, uh, but uh, I did get the, the i got the johnson and johnson one initially so okay. i had the one shot right and oh, then okay. i got the, oh, with the one booster before omicron and i don't know i mean i who knows what happens with this stuff i will say i did sit I in here know. with one glenn bank with covid mm-hmm. unknowing to me in this little tiny room we sit in and and him blabbing and it. screaming and yelling two feet away from me <laughs> for for three shows and you did not get three it. shows he nine nine hours of radio okay. and i did not get it so if there's any huh. i don't know if that had anything to do with whatever who cares at this point right. but get it or don't well you had it too so you've got natural immunity and yes the i got it before the vaccines even came out right and like look everyone the vaccine thing is just so beat to death at this point in my mind but it's like you know nothing worked fully right like you had i think when you look at death and Mm -hmm. both natural immunity and the vaccine seem to work really well against death and and uh and hospitalization yeah it did Uh, once omicron hit both the vaccine kind of out the window and all we should note also natural immunity yeah we're out the window glenn got it twice he got it the first time and then he had natural (laughs) immunity he had a really bad case the first time i mean he was in real a really really rough spot the first time he got covid yeah and then he got it again the next year and it wasn't nearly as bad it wasn't as bad but because he had some thing just wasn't it cut through all of the stuff when yeah. it came to transmission i mean it came it cut through all of it yeah but i mean regardless but it didn't matter as much because it was much milder it was much milder so um and look you know this is the thing and you know we, i talk about there's a lot of people around here who are you know totally against getting the covid vaccine and like that's mm-hmm. you're right as a human mm-hmm. being you should be able to mm-hmm. make your own freaking decisions mm-hmm. and, and the reason why i think people get so crazy and passionate about about this stuff is because you're asking them to do something they don't want to do and and, and yeah. forcing them to do it yes. threatening them with their livelihood to that get was it or not always the issue not whether or not you got it yeah it's whether or not the government forced you to get it yes I mean, which look, should never have happened. But, but medicine should not be a political issue like this. Right. It's, it's dumb. Just get it if you want to get it. Right. You know, how many medicines are you taking, Pat? I, I don't know if you're like me. I'm getting uh, older. I'm in my mm-hmm. mid 40s right now. So I have a 
giant pack of pills that you're taking like every day yes. vitamins and nutrients and minerals and medicines yep. and i don't mm-hmm. even know what the some of it i don't even think it's real i think my wife is just <laughs> slipping in like pez candies in there at this point just to fill up the box yeah but the bottom line is like we don't we don't need to discuss every freaking medicine we take <laughs> why that's what you do when you get older and you're a guy every time you see your old friend hey, you're like, I hey, my liver pills oh you guys taking that new liver pill oh, oh it's so wonderful good. it's doing it doing my wonders. liver feels better than it has since i was in my 60s <laughs> that's what every conversation becomes that yeah. doesn't have to be our society triple eight seven two seven b-e-c-k Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, let's go to Brian in Ohio. Hey, Brian, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hey, uh, can you hear me? Yep. Through the miracle of oh, modern yeah. technology. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Now, I just had a uh, theory I, I wanted to run by you guys. You're going to think I'm um, trying to be silly, but I'm, I think I might be on something here. Uh, first off, let me say that I do believe as far as, far as the uh, Paul Pelosi attack that they were both in their underwear. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do believe this. I, I do. I do believe that. I do believe that to be true. And just to cut to the chase here, I think that there was something going on between the two gentlemen, and uh, the assail- the assailant came over, you know, to you know to have a have a sexy time. We'll just say that. And uh, that's, why, that's why Paul. That, okay. That's why. That's why. That's why Paul Pelosi didn't didn't sound you know irate or or screaming or anything uh-huh. and kept his composure when he called 911 and obviously when the cops did finally show up once again like everyone says he didn't run out the door into the and get behind the cops he went back to the assailant so yeah i think yeah, uh, that's weird i think they're i think they're, I think they're making a little a little gay and, and okay. then oh, all right, all right. thank you very much <laughs> Thanks, i mean look Brian. i don't think there's <laughs> God. Uh, Look, there was an initial report that said they were in their underwear. There was one yeah. initial report that was retracted within an hour or two. And that really, there hasn't been much more about that. Look, the bottom line is we have, vi- we're going to have video evidence of this. And eventually, we'll probably know a lot more of the answer. I will well, we, say. Yeah, what, we've, got the, we've got the cops uh, body cams, right? Uh, yeah, eventually, we're going to see that. Eventually, we'll see that. I think. But and there's also, there should be security cameras from the house probably that we'll security. see that as well. Exactly. Now, if they, were, if they were in their underwear together, you would think that he wouldn't have broken into the house, right? Paul Pelosi would have let him in. It wouldn't make much sense to even no. break the window. Now, you know, look, everyone point, oh, well, the glass is on the outside. There are all these things. Are, there's a million yeah. theories yeah, out yeah. there. I will say, what, one of the things that feeds these theories, right or wrong, is, for example, what happened with the NBC reporter yeah. who came out and said, hey, uh, looks like he Pelosi opened the door and then walked back over to his uh, attacker where then they had this this interaction. Uh, that that uh, whole thing that he said uh, and was, by and the way, true. not a live off the cuff thing. It was mm-hmm. a produced report mm-hmm. built with graphics and all sorts. I mean, I, you know, look, I, not everybody in the audience goes through TV broadcasts every day. But like when you want to get a graphic made, when you're doing a recorded piece, mm-hmm. this goes through all sorts of layers of checking. You know, It doesn't just get on the air. Right. You, you have to go. There's people who look at it, especially at a place like NBC News. There's people who approve it. When we were at CNN, good God to get a, a recorded piece on the air. Whenever we would go to, you know, we would go to get something uh, done in the edit room. 
I mean, they had the editors basically reporting to to uh, higher authorities when yeah. they thought we were doing something that wasn't accurate. And then we would get called in and we'd say, well, can you back this up? And we'd have to take out the documentation and show them that we could, yes, back this up. There's all sorts of layers. So this goes on. Then this guy gets suspended. And then while he's still currently suspended, mm-hmm. we have the other reporting coming out that, yes, this is what happened. He, he came to the door. And then he opened the door and he went back toward his reporter. Now, his attacker. Now, the reporter at the time gave an explanation for why this could occur that was not, uh, not, you know, egregious or not uh, conspiratorial. conspiratorial. He said the police did not know his mental state at the time, indicating like... Maybe Pelosi had already been in the, hit in the head with a hammer already, and right. he, he, he didn't and know he what anything was going on. Right, right. like totally right. believable. Mm-hmm. But when you, and that may be the cause, but when you go and then you you silence a reporter for no reason, give no explanation. Think of the things that reporters demand explanations of all the time. When people get fired, they demand explanations. If someone makes an accusation against a, a, a man in power, some woman who the guy says he doesn't even know, he he's forced to make a statement because the media demands it. Yet the media never gives explanations for the crap they do. When they have the Me Too person in their organization, they say nothing. They say nothing. And no other media organization bothers them about it because they know next time it's probably going to be them. So they all work together to make their lives easier and destroy everybody else's lives. So now this poor reporter who did nothing but report the facts yep. of the situation, and now backed up by multiple other mainstream media sources, he's still suspended. And his re- reputation's been destroyed. I would not be surprised to see Miguel Almaguer fired from now on. Mm-hmm. Some Sometime in the near future, we'll just hear, yeah, he's been let go. I, and there's no reason for it. Absolutely no reason for it. Crazy. It really is. I I mean, and it just, like you said, it just leads you to believe that there's something else going on. Stop contributing to the conspiracy theories. Tell us what really happened then. Show us the video. 888-727-BECK. More patents, Stu. For Glenn, coming up. It's uh, Pat Gray, Stuber Gear for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Make sure you check out Stu Does America every single night, every every weeknight. It, nobody knows what time it's on. Uh, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern, oh, Pat. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess Stu does. Stu knows what time it's on. Yes, 8 p.m. Eastern and also available whenever you would like it as, uh, as your, uh, your chosen podcast platform. So Always I don't there. have to watch it at 8. I can watch it at 9 if I want to. Yeah. And which is incredible. Or 10. You can watch it whenever you want or on nice. YouTube, youtube.com slash America. Modern think, technology. By the way, I think Man. we're going to do this week a, a, a election wrap-up Q&A on, uh, on the YouTubes. So okay. go there and subscribe. And if you click the little bell, they'll alert you when we're doing a live. You can ask your questions, whatever you want, mm. as, it, uh, as it comes to the election, kind of looking back and wrapping okay. it up before we go to the holidays. What do you think are the odds that Herschel wins in Georgia? Uh, I would say... Mr. <laughs> I mean, I think it's pretty close to 50-50. I think he has a chance. I, I, I think the this the sort of common knowledge, the common uh, take on this is that because Kemp isn't there to help him, he'll wind up losing. But, you know, I However, mean... However, the 
uh, independent or libertarian, whoever else was running, isn't there either. Isn't to there hurt either. him. Right. And he took, what, 2% two per, two of the vote, I think? Something like that. 2%. 2.1%. Uh, but so the other thing is now the Senate not on the line. So perhaps yeah. there's not quite as much focus on that. I think in a in a mm. in a normal race where people you know, it's, it's still a leaning red state. I think, you know, you saw that mm-hmm. in the gubernatorial race. You know, Kemp is, did a good job. I think he's a pretty good governor uh, and has a pretty good record. Right? I mean, people yeah. would remember that he he got yelled at by President Trump for opening too early. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, people forget that. Uh, so he has a, he had a good record through COVID. He's had a good record as a governor, and he won easily. I mean, blew out Stacey Abrams. So I think in a normal race, that's sort of still where there's still a lean to the red for Georgia, and, and in a lower turnout race with the Senate not on the line now, I think he's got a chance. I think, I, I you know, he might be the slight underdog. But he, I think he has a real chance of winning that race. And if the Republicans mm-hmm. take it, I mean, one thing I will say to Republicans who are frustrated, maybe in Georgia and saying, oh, gosh, I don't know if I want to go out and bother here. I understand that. But remember, this is, this is a Senate term. This is six years. Mm-hmm. This is a seat in the bank when 2024 comes, right? That's a mm-hmm. big deal. It's a seat you don't have to win in 2024. It's already there in 2024 and 2026. Yeah. When you're when you're fighting for control of the Senate, that's an yeah. election you've already won for both of those two cycles. If you, when, when we talked about this and Warnock is such a radical. That is so bad too. I mean, so you want him bad. in there for 6 more years? The guy ran over his wife. Well, it's her foot. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> he ran over his wife's foot? Yeah, he did. Intentionally? I believe so, yes. Hmm. Yes. Apparently it was intentional. They were in a little I, I mean, this is uh, I don't know, this is bad. And both uh, this is all the people talk about in this election is who did what to the person's ex-wife, which is a bizarre way to go. But, you know, if, (laughs) if we remember this election, Pat started in the bank, 36 to 29 Democrats with the lead. They're up by seven coming into the election. Wow. So that padding makes a big difference. Yeah. So really, I mean, making Mm -hmm. sure Herschel Walker can get the seat is still a massive focus. It's only it's a big three deal weeks for, away, something like that. And it's a big deal for 2024 when Republicans have a little bit better chance of yeah. winning back the Senate. Yeah. In fact, they they should. I mean, really, yeah, really. Should. Unless things go terribly wrongly, terrible for, for them in the next couple of years, they should they should easily win back the uh, the Senate in 2024. The, the map face, favors them in a big way. The question is... What happens over the next couple of years if we have economic problems, if we kind of see what we the situation we have here. And of course, we should note good candidates are picked mm-hmm. in the primaries, which is vitally important, as we've seen here. Mm-hmm. If that happens, Republicans will be heavily favored. They were the underdog coming in to this. If, if you took out Joe Biden's performance and just said, OK, what's the state of play here? You'd say, OK, Democrats have a big edge going into this race be- just because of the map and nothing to do with any rules they broke nothing to do with any you know underhanded tactics just mm-hmm. the fact that they start up 36 29 and a tie is a loss for republicans 50 50 is a loss yeah so yeah. you know there's a real there's a real situation there where so they actually had to in reality win 12 seats right 11 seats no they had to get to 12 right if they were 29 if they were at 29... Well, they have to get to 22. They'd have to win 22 seats to get to 51. 22 seats. Right. Jeez, man. Yeah, they're right. I'm thinking 40. Yeah. No. 
No, you gotta, uh, get, get, 50. Yeah. So, yeah, my math was ever so slightly off. <laughs> well, you're, maybe we're thinking of the filibuster. Maybe that's why Republicans didn't win, because their math was off as well. They're yeah. thinking we'll get to we'll 40. We'll get to 40. We'll be fine. And it'll be good. Yeah, no, you got to get above that. <laughs> and that's going to be big with judge, judges here. I mean, over the wow. next few years, unfortunately... There's really no path to Repu- for Republicans to block judges. Even if they got to 51, right, it would right. be difficult because people like Mitt Romney or Susan Collins could just mm-hmm. approve them, or Lisa and, Murkowski, and will and, and will just approve them. Yeah. So y- you weren't safe unless you got to 54 or 55, mm. really, to, to, to block most of these people. But look, the bottom line, and I, and I think people are super negative about the election. They, they should be in a lot of ways. It was an underachieving election. But the bottom line is, Democrats are bragging about losing. Yeah. They have a worse situation in January than they do right now. Yeah. And they are bragging about this as if this was some incredible achievement when their own polling in the summer showed that they had a really good chance, like almost a 50% chance of winning the House and an 80 or 90% chance yeah. of winning the Senate and a chance of, of, of that looking really good. In fact, maybe 53, 54 seats. Nancy Pelosi herself said they were going to hold the, the, uh, the House. Yep. Even the House, she said they were going to hold. They did believe that, and they didn't get what they wanted. You know, it's such a weird way that we ju- we judge elections, Pat. It's like, the only way we judge elections is what was the preconceived notion a week beforehand? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. if we look at the preconceived notion three months beforehand, this was a great result for Republicans. Mm-hmm. Because the, the thought was they were going to lose the House and the Senate. Yeah. Now, a week before, it looked like they were going to win at least the House... And, and maybe the and Senate. And maybe the Senate. Although that was still a 50-50 type of scenario. I think the final 538 model had it at 59-41. But a week beforehand, it was 50-50, basically, uh, for Republicans to win. And mm. the House is disappointing because the margin is so bad. Yeah, I will say the margin, look, they got control. That's what they needed to do. They should have been able to get to 230 seats without really that much difficulty. And they blew some really close seats. And, what and you know, it's funny because when you look at the actual final vote count, they did pretty well. I mean, you could see a red wave appearing in the popular vote count in the House, which, by the way, we should note, means nothing. Just like the popular vote count in the presidency means nothing. But it is a sen- usually you get a sense of how the election went by looking at the popular vote count in the House. And Republicans are going to win that probably by almost four points, which is a pretty solid margin. Mm-hmm. The issue was that they did it in the dumbest possible way, which is if you look at like a typical race, they'd be expected to win by 20 in a bright red district. They won that race by 30 in a typical race. They were supposed to lose by 30 in a bright blue district. They didn't lose by 30. They lost by 20 or 10, Mm -hmm. but that didn't change anything. And then in the purple districts where maybe it was a toss up, they lost by like two. So they wind up losing a lot of those purple districts that they had a chance to win, or like a race where they were they were an underdog by eight points and wound up losing by five points instead. Well, they picked up some points, but they didn't change the seats. And so they didn't really get all that much for that four-point victory. They did it in an incredibly inefficient way, which is an interesting story. Like, that's the thing with New York, where they wound up you know, winning some seats, but they wound up doing very well in bright blue districts keeping it really close we saw that with the gubernatorial race where Hochul, which you'd expect a governor in new york to win by 20 points only won by five but what does that do for you nothing not much nope right i mean it makes you feel good Mm -hmm. and it probably helped them win some of the congressional seats 
right? So it did yeah, probably did some some damage there, which that was really positive. Did some damage in the state house as well. But at the end of the day, making a blowout election a close election is not all that much of an accomplishment. You don't get too excited about that. You know what? There's something to say for the change in Florida because Florida was considered purple mm-hmm. until fairly recently. I mean, Ron DeSantis won by 0.4%. Right. Last time. Yeah. And then this time he wins by 20. So that's a major change. Plus major they, got, change. they got Republicans all throughout the state uh, and did really well. I mean, there was a red wave in Florida. And, and they, some of that, the Hispanic support Republicans were looking for actually right. occurred. Actually in happened. It happened in Florida. Yeah. You know, Republicans were trying to flip three seats in, in South Texas and uh, were unable. I think they got one of the three, yeah. but made some real inroads there. But in Florida and Arizona, you saw some pretty significant gains when it comes to uh, the Hispanic vote in California as well. The other thing that was great about Florida is we used to mock and make fun of them. They were they yeah. were the butt of the joke about elections for years. I mean, anybody remember the 2000 election? I mean, Florida was, they were incompetent. They didn't know what they were doing. They had the hanging pregnant chads. Mm-hmm. Remember all that? Now they fixed that. And like the next day, when you're supposed to know uh, all of the election results, they knew the election results. So they've really fixed a lot Isn't that about interesting? that process. How does that happen? How does such I, a I don't crazy know. thing It's amazing. A mysterious that, concept of how huh. to change, you know, count some votes the night of the election. Right? I mean, what is California you, at? 70% you, right in the, now? In the year? Right now. Yeah, right now. What are we? Uh, we're going on two weeks? Two weeks? It'll be two weeks tomorrow, right? And are they... Two weeks tomorrow. That's incredible. It really is pathetic. Wow, that's, uh, you know, and what would you expect in the year 2022? I mean, it's 2022. You can't... Right now... You can't have those election results the night of. Right now, we have 218. Some people have 219 called for Republicans. I've seen 219. Yeah. It's says, a, yeah. New York Times has 218 called for Republicans. Um, and this was updated this morning. So this is, okay. this is uh, up-to-date information. California's third district... Right now, the Republican leads by 10,068 votes. How much of with, the... Uh... With 71% of the vote counted. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, that so is that could go either way. Pathetic. Still, right? Right. Yeah. It's, still, it's still uncalled Two because of that. Weeks Two weeks later. How is that possible? How is it even possible? They have up to a month to do it. It's in state law. <sighs> it's unreal. So why, why <laughs> wow. are they in a rush? They're going to stay there all night when they got a month? Why no. would they? Why would and they? of course they have you can votes can show up late as long as it's postmarked on time, which That's is completely ridiculous. Yeah. Now if you're in Alaska, you know you maybe you, you forgive it a little bit. There's a, still a House race that's uncalled in Alaska, though the Democrats going to win it. Well, Alaska is the size of Asia, so yeah, it's it size takes of Asia, a and there's like four roads. <laughs> yeah. So I can understand why That's it takes a, a while for votes to come in there. California, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. None. Get the votes there by election day. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Absolutely should be the case. 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. The Glenn Back Program. Uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, a little football over the weekend. Uh, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles came through in the last few seconds there. <laughs> That's true. They? they played a good 
eighth of a quarter <clears throat> of solid football in that game and wound up winning 17 to 16. I mean, that's a sign of a championship team, though, that play crappy and still win. Oh, gosh, I hope so. That's a nice way to go. I don't know if I could take two Super Bowl wins in the same year or same, same lifetime. I mean, I was I thought I'd get one if I was lucky. And finally, mm-hmm. that came in 2017, the glorious right. greatest game of football I've ever, ever played. <laughs> and now... Uh, they're doing pretty well. Looks like, like I, it could happen. I, I don't know if there's. I, look, I would love to see it. They're nine and one, so they should yeah. make the playoffs. Hopefully, they're the number one seed. They got a two game lead. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah, I got to hear from the Cowboys fans who somehow blew out Minnesota forty to three yesterday. So I, I'm surrounded by Cowboys fans here. So the rest yeah. of the nation can understand the torture that goes into that life. And the Green Bay Packers. What? Hey, I don't. I don't even know what to say about them. They're yeah. just bad you're a big Packers fan and they did not look good on Thursday they night just did they haven't looked good all year really I mean they beat the Cowboys which was nice I don't know how they accomplished that uh but they've lost to everybody else virtually everybody else. what are they four and eight or something four and seven four and eight I don't know they're mm-hmm. not they're not doing well no they're not doing very Maybe well it's three and eight they are four and seven currently. four and seven right now I, was right. I, I will say uh I will say this Pat mm-hmm. uh, our football still a lot better than the world's football they had the the, the yes. World Cup is going on, I guess, in Qatar. And they were like, hey, two days before, they're like, hey, no beer at the stadium. Yeah. And everyone, everyone's like, wait a minute, wait, what? what? First of all, Budweiser's been supporting this event for like 100 years. It's like they're the biggest sponsor. And secondly, like, how can you watch soccer without alcohol? It's unwatchable even if you're hammered. How, imagine going to a soccer match sober. No one's ever seen no. a soccer match sober before. No, it's You're never right. occurred. It's never happened. And I'm talking even like little league soccer. Even no. if your kid is playing, you know it. You're hammered in the stands <laughs> just to try to find some level of enjoyment of this terrible kicking sport. <laughs> and it's awful. so frustrating. I've tried to watch a little soccer because people just are. You got to watch it in order to appreciate it, Pat. That's the only thing you have to watch it to appreciate. So I've tried to watch. A did you appreciate it? I did not no. appreciate it. It frustrated so the heck out of me. Boring. You kick the ball, you, they kick it back, you, then you kick it really far down the field, then somebody else kicks it way far back. Yeah. And well, what about the subtleties of the game? <laughs> yeah, the subtleties of the game don't lead to goals. <laughs> like, is it, yes, it's interesting to see a play broken down that leads to something. Right. But like the fact right. that the ball went from the middle of the field to slightly one side of the field to the other. Not it's exciting. It's a subtlety that's not interesting. It's not exciting. By the way, U.S. plays uh, Wales today at 1 o'clock Eastern time, I believe. Oh, wow. I, uh, so I am going to be riveting. riveted to that match. Riveting. Can't wait to watch it. Can I have beer? This is the Glenn Beck Program.